Good morning, Rise in Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Friday. Today is October the 27th, 2023, and it's Freedom Family Friday, which means, you know, we've got a reason to smile today despite all the somber news. The lovely Stephanie Peterson joining us in studio. Good morning. How are you doing, Steph? I'm a little sleepy because we were at a Halloween party last night and yes. I drank some Coca-Cola, which I don't normally drink, and I think it kept me awake a you little too long. You didn't drink any of those blood packs that you saw there, did you? I was trying to look for the ingredients in those. Uh, I did not know what was in them, so yeah. I was not going to consume them. Yes. Yeah, it looked like juice. It looked like, uh, yeah, they, so they had like little blood packs that it looks like, you know, you like would medical, give somebody medical you know, blood, blood packs. Or like an IV pack, basically. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you know what? I didn't want to uh, give people a bad show this morning, so I, <laughs> I, I, I abstained. I did have a few beers, but I'm still feeling okay this morning. I hope you're feeling well today. We've got a lot of ground to cover, and we're going to get through it starting now. The manhunt for the main killer continues this morning, although some breaking news. It does appear as if police may have located the alleged killer, Robert Card, in Maine, who allegedly slaughtered 18 people who have died and 50 or 60 more <clears throat> who have become injured due to a shooting spree that he went on uh, two nights ago. We're going to talk about that this morning, and I've got a clip this morning that appears to show the police have surrounded a home and are demanding that he um, that he turn himself in. Uh, this may be the end of the chase for this killer. We're going to talk about that, and I'll play that clip here in just a couple of minutes. Also, in, in light of this, I'd like to talk about this uh, incident that happened in Israel when Hamas fighters attacked Israel on October 7th, a, a young couple uh, actually managed to stow their children away and kill seven Hamas terrorists before finally succumbing themselves uh, and managed to save the lives of their own children. What that means in light of the main shooting, as well as our right to bear arms, we will discuss this morning with the lovely Steffi P here in just a few minutes. At 7.30 this morning, we're going to start to lighten things up and Yay. lighten things up in the air. Yes, we are going to lighten things up because the Wake Up America show does strive not only to bring you the news and the breaking news, uh, but also to entertain you, give you a little bit of uh, reason to be happy going into the weekend. It can't all be, you know, dark clouds and storms. Uh, 7.30 this morning, we're going to have Stephanie answer this question, which should be fun. Ooh. Which is easier for women? Uh, I mean, I've got four options here for you. Which is easier <laughs> for women? One, work a nine-to-five job. Okay. Two, be a stay-at-home mom. Three, become an entrepreneur. Four, live in the woods, self-sustained. Okay, so we'll hear from Steffi on that today around 7 I think I know 20. my answer. I'm think, going with my gut. Okay, just remember, uh, well, anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. It should be fun. <laughs> you don't want to miss that here at 7.30 a.m. this morning. So if, you, uh, uh, if you're just filing in, nice to see you all here. Don't forget to click that like button. Good subscribe morning. to the channel. Good morning. Uh, make sure you click that like button, subscribe to the channel so we can uh, you can get updates when we go live. The Wake Up America show is every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. We'd love to have you come back and join us uh, on the regs. Okay, here we go. Uh, after the uh, the that topic that I just listed, I'm sorry, I'm still a little tired myself. Um, <laughs> oh, the fun stuff that we were going to be yeah, talking yeah. about. And if I'd rather be a housewife. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah. And next is going to be a Missouri teacher. What is with these Missouri teachers being pervos? <sighs> They're just uh, so a, desperate. A Missouri teacher sent nude photos to a student 
and alleged and then she says that she didn't know that he was underage yeah apparently the age of consent in missouri is 17 i did not know that mm-hmm. hmm. welcome to missouri uh we're going to talk about that this morning and uh we'll laugh and uh, you know you know we'll talk about double standards of course when it comes to child graping mm-hmm. <laughs> at number uh and then at 8 23 this morning um electric vehicles aren't working according to executives at uh major autom- automotive uh dealers mm. so we have, well we've talked about this before i think but it bears repeating that we did not have a good experience with a, an electric vehicle on a trip that we took not yeah. t- not too long ago last week we never got to micro cheating like what is micro cheating? We didn't get to I that know, topic. That's really juicy. That'll be fun. It'll be nice and juicy. Beans on pizza, baked beans on pizza. Yay or nay? You know I love my hot dogs and baked beans. Your beans, uh, oh beans. yeah, yeah. But baked beans yeah. on pizza? Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. I like pineapple on pizza, so we'll do that. And I'm open. Non-boomers like Generation Z have been tweeting their most boomer opinions. So since we're all not boomers, there might be a few boomers watching us. We're all going to say, what are your non-boomer, what is your, as a non-boomer, what are your most boomer opinions? (laughs) The boomers are, what age? The old people, My dad's generation, yeah. Yeah. My dad's generation, right? Boomers. The baby boomers, the ones that were conceived during the war. Yeah, or born during the war in that period, yes. And then uh, if we have time, we're going to get to, because we've been watching a lot of horror movies lately, the best 1980s horror movies. I've probably watched most of them. I'm going to be so excited. Yeah, we've we've basically, we've gotten you caught up on all your horror movie, like classics, except for like the old classics. Which is like the 1940s, like The Mummy and Dracula and stuff. Which... Yeah, your brother brought up something from like the 1950s the other day. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really oh, great horror movie. We loved that one growing up. House on Haunted Hill mm-hmm. with Vincent Price. That used to scare the bejesus out of me. I don't know me. if I've seen that yet. You I don't haven't think seen so. It. They did like a, like a modern remake. It wasn't as good. But mm-hmm. uh, House on Haunted Hill, yeah. So that is a classic. We'll have to watch that one, Steffi. Yeah, we'll, we'll move through the times. All right. We'll start with the 80s and go backwards. We will. All right. So let's get to the breaking news because I know that's what a lot of people are tuning in to yes. hear about this morning. A house surrounded in Bowdoin, Maine. Police believe they may have located Robert Card. Take a look and a listen. Come out the front door. They say, we know you're inside the residence. We have another angle on this one. Might be a little better audio. Police and other agencies have surrounded a home on Meadow Road in Bowdoin, Maine, and are using an intercom announcing, Robert Card, you are under arrest. We know you're inside. would say that they would definitely like to speak with him for yeah, sure they said if there's anyone else inside the residence they would like to speak with you i think that's that's what i heard in there too yeah oh i i wonder whose house is that yeah we don't know i mean uh, as of as of right now we don't know for certain that robert card is in that house that the police have right. located him well, all that we know is that he is still on the loose as of this moment and if you are watching the show this morning and you do see some confirmed reports live please do let us know at 573-319-1586 again we are live this morning on this program 
and we can't always see the breaking news as it occurs. So if you do see it before us, please send it to us at 573 573- 319-1586. We don't have a newsroom of producers and reporters to help us. <laughs> to uh, give us little notes on our desk to be like, wait, breaking yeah, news. Yeah, breaking news. Ding, ding, ding. Right. We don't have any of that. So <laughs> All we, we have on... is like social media feeds. And seriously, the other night when I was laying in bed Can't looking up this shooter stuff, it was like, shooter was found. So if I had taken that tweet and run with it, I'd be like, oh, wow, he was found. And this was a couple days ago here. There's been so, so much misinformation. There are immediately people people start spinning, going out and spinning lies and BS. So for example, there was another Robert Card in Maine who was a sex offender. And they were oh, like, oh, it's, and people were like, oh, he's a convicted sex offender. And it's like, different Robert Card, actually, not the same guy. So Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, these kinds of things, they're always so mysterious. Mm. You know, I, I always like watching the ID channel, but... Mm. In this case, it's in real time, in real life, and it's affecting real people, which is very scary and hard to wrap my mind around because I see these situations as very movie-like, but I know it's not a movie. And I think my human brain wants to just detach myself from it. Let's talk about what we know. The suspected main mass shooter, Robert Card, is a deer hunter uh, who is capable of hiding for a long time Mm -hmm. if he doesn't want to get caught, according to his family's longtime neighbor. Card is 40 years old. He's the subject of a massive manhunt over a Wednesday night shooting spree that left 18 people dead and 13 others wounded at multiple sites. Now, Rick Goddard, who is his neighbor, lives less than a mile down the road. He says he's known the family for decades. He says this is his stomping ground. He grew up here. He knows the area area really well. Right. He's capable of hiding for a long time. If he doesn't want to be caught, there's a lot of places in the woods you can hunt, you can be in and never be seen. It's really dense, thick woods. If you know the area, there's a lot of places you can hide. You can never see something like that from an airplane or a helicopter, he says, the trees are so close together, you can barely walk through them. Wow. It's so thick, you can barely see 10 feet into the woods. If I was going to hide, that's what I would do. I would hide in some places like that. He also went to school with the shooter. Uh, he was a few grades above him, though. He described him as, he's described his family as quiet farmers who'd been in that area for several generations. He says they're really quiet people. His whole family owns hundreds of acres around my house. They're a farming family. They stay to themselves, but they're a good hardworking people. He says, I I can't make any sense of it. It doesn't make any sense. No. My great grandmother always said, watch out for the quiet ones. Yeah. I mean, not all of them are bad, but, um, yeah, I've never been to Maine before. Have you just Mm. to see what the landscape looks like? Yeah, I've been, I've been to Maine just only once, but, but, uh, maybe twice, maybe twice I've been to Maine. Yeah, so I really, I don't know what to picture exactly, but it's like with modern technology, I wonder, does the guy have a phone on him? Can we get some cell phone pings here? Maybe mm-hmm. he dropped his phone. He also had a Subaru, but he left the Subaru, you know, on the road. So it's like, he's not near that. But it's like, with with testing nowadays, can't you get DNA from, you know, can't you see somebody's shoe prints or get their DNA somewhere? We have this idea. cameras? I yeah, don't know. we have this idea in our heads that like, yeah, we were just talking about that last night. Is yeah. it like, you would think that, that it would be that nobody could hide anymore these days. And it's just, there's no way to get away because there's cameras everywhere, right? There's, there's, you know, footprints and there's, they're looking for tire tracks and things like that. And I think eventually, you know, he is going to be found, right? Yeah. But he, he also, he might be dead, right? He might've already offed himself. 
he left a suicide note. Mm -hmm. We were reading in another article where he was giving like some of his bank information. It was nothing about a manifesto. Mm -hmm. He wasn't saying like why he did this, but it was more just like tying up loose ends. It sounds like he's a government employee. All right. He's skilled outdoorsman and trained U.S. Army Reserve marksman. He was one of the top shooters in his unit. Wow. He enlisted in the army in 2002. He's a petroleum supply specialist. So uh, getting gasoline to the front lines. Um, so this is not, I mean, here's the thing. So everybody, you know, we're going to get to the topic as we already, everybody wants to talk about, obviously, which is the gun control issue. And you were asking the questions about, you know, this raises the question of someone who who underwent psychiatric care, mm-hmm. involuntarily committed for two weeks for yeah. threatening to shoot up the army base where he was stationed in Seiko, Maine. And he was having hallucinations. He was having ha- hallucinations. He was hearing right. voices in his head. And he had threatened violence, right? He had threatened to do violence. Mm-hmm. So you brought up the question, gun control for the mentally ill. Yeah, and I know in Maine they already have yellow flag mm-hmm. laws. Mm-hmm. Which I think it it means that you have to be checked out before you can get a gun. Mm-hmm. I was starting to look up what yellow flag versus red flag laws are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if a man like that who has mental health issues would be able to get a gun per the main laws mm-hmm. that they currently have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's so hard because um, people like Stephen King. I was just reading his tweet last night. He was like, you know, this is a gun issue. It's because of these guns. But it's like, is that really it? Is it really a mental health issue? And if that's the case, what can we do about that? Because it's like, if there's a will, there's a way, in my opinion. So if if a mentally ill person wants a gun, they're going to get a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But should we make it harder for them to get a gun? Would that make us all better off? Mm. I I don't know. First of all, there's no tragedy, no matter how great, that justifies taking away the rights of innocent people. Yeah. So no, you shouldn't take away the rights of people who have not committed crimes. Right. Here's the thing. He is not an average citizen. He's not a normal citizen, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a trained killer. He also is a government employee, okay? Right. So government employees are under different rules mm-hmm. than the rest of us, specifically the people who are uh, <laughs> trained killers. Now, here's the thing about this. Now, you serve in the military, right? You take You take an oath, and if you work in the army... And you're a trained, and you're literally a trained marksman. What is gun control going to do to stop somebody like that? Nothing. How and I you... mean, there's always going to be those people right. that get through every single law in the world. Mm-hmm. They're always going to exist. We can never be 100% perfect on anything. Right. Well, it, well yes, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, it's like, how, it, I mean, even if you had gun control, right? It, it, yes. You can't take away guns that, from people who are currently active duty in the military. Right. And so I wonder if the military has their own rules surrounding mental health. Right. Yes. And if if somebody can lose their you know clearance mm-hmm. if they've been committed to a mental health institution. Right. So he had served in the regular U.S. Army mm-hmm. and then he was in the U.S. Army Reserves. So if you're in the U.S. Army Reserves, then you're still technically in the military Right. And therefore, you're governed under those rules. Yeah, to you a large still have extent. clearance. You still have clearance, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: what laws would have stopped him? 
What what could have stopped someone who is actively in the military right. from gaining access to weapons? You couldn't. There there was nothing that they could have done. There there was no the the type of gun control laws that leftists always advocate for, none of the ones that are the current at laws would have prevented him from getting a gun other than so, a red flag law. But even still, mm -hmm. even still, he's all he has to do is like go back to the army base mm -hmm. and get a gun. Right. And here's the thing. They, they, everybody's calling this an assault rifle and stuff like that. Yes, I saw that in a news article. It, it, so what kind of gun was it? Do they know? Well, first of all, they call it an assault rifle. It looks like an AR-15. but Which we AR does not stand for assault rifle. No, it doesn't. Obviously. Stephanie knows yeah. this shit. Give it up for Stephanie, yes. okay? Give her a like and a subscribe. Thank you. Even for... though it's A and R. And it's Stephanie, easy to what's put the difference between together? a magazine and a clip? Oh, my God. In The Walking Dead, they don't even know. So I've actually used a clip before. So it's where you load in the bullets mm -hmm. and then you put them in. I've used it on one of your old guns, one of your like World War II guns. Mm -hmm. And it helps you load in the bullets into the gun. Mm -hmm. And then and then the clip, the clip comes out. Doesn't well. it make that ping? It, it goes ping. Yes. Isn't that what that is? Yes, I've, I've taught her well. But then the the mag, I mean, the mag is what holds holds the bullets, and you put it in, like like there's like the thirty round mags, oh. you know, for AR 15s yeah. and things, and AK 47s, and you you like put it in. Mm -hmm. But the yeah, the clip is just the device to like help load in. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of hold bullets, but uh. But not inside a casing. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking now. Okay, so in terms of the clip, Stephanie, you've already I'm killed it. You've already killed. It. You've already okay, nailed yeah. it. You did it right. Yeah. You know what? It, you know, the, don't don't talk yourself into out of a, a yeah, out of a sale here. Don't, don't watch The Walking Dead because they use the term clip uh, when they're trying everything. to say magazine. Exactly, exactly, I, ladies and gents. I think that that deserves a like and a subscribe, oh, don't thank you? Thank you. Honestly, you made a video years ago about the difference between a clip and a magazine, and that was very helpful for me. Yeah, it was like a little 10-second reel. I was like, this is a clip. This yeah. is a magazine. They're not the same. Something like that. That's all it was. Yes. Don Phonics version. And it really was was good for my brain. I'm glad it was useful for you. Yes. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to click like and subscribe and join us every Monday through Friday on the Wake Up America show from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time when we stream the show live. Joining us live in studio here is my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, for Freedom Family Friday. Hello. She joins us every Friday here on the show, and we're glad to have her here. Steffi, we appreciate it. Yes. Uh, we got to say thank you to Quest Fanning. He dropped a couple bucks in the tick jar. Thanks for that. Was we it because I talked about a clip? Well, she has a question for you, ethical question. Sure. He says, it's if it's obvious someone is going to kill, is it always best to dissuade a patient who wants to commit suicide? Oh, so you're saying if, if a client came to me and wanted to kill someone else or kill themselves kill uh some of themselves or and someone else yes i mean as a social worker i'm i'm a mandated reporter so i'm basically mandated by law to dissuade that person from hurting themselves or others and i'm actually mandated by law to inform 911 and get that person some help mm -hmm. so i mean I, I couldn't keep it a secret. And if I told them, oh, yeah, you should kill yourself. I mean, I would lose my license. I would go to jail very, very quickly. So I guess like what Quest is trying to say here is at least his question is, um, you know, a solo suicide better than a mass killing meaning meaning. Oh, wow. Um, 
I mean, in, in terms of a cost-benefit analysis, mm-hmm. sure, one life lost is better than 18 lives lost, but I would never tell that to a client right, that right. came to me. If they're like, you know, I'm thinking about either killing myself or killing 18 people, what do you think I should do? Mm. And I would just be like, you know what? I think all of those options are are very unsafe. Exactly. Yeah, well, one of our listeners uh, earlier in the chat, I'm sorry, I forgot who it was that said it, that we're talking about this, is why don't they ever, like, if they're going to do this, why don't they ever do it like a hero? Mm-hmm. Why don't they, like, go and take out a bunch of gang members, like cartel members, right, and drug dealers? Superman. Right, right. Why not be, yes. go out and be Instead, they always go and they kill all these bad guys, right? Why couldn't we these send good guys? this guy out into the Middle East so that he can kill some bad guys? Well, huh? they did. And that's kind of probably what messed him that up, is right? Probably, yes, I'm sorry. I, I guess I didn't even put two and two together. He yeah. probably does have some sort of PTSD. I'm right. Assuming. That's exactly. It's kind of like yeah. the guy who shot, you know, Chris Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. American Cypress probably got some kind of mental illness. That was a result of his service. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I'm thinking that... Um, in in the hospital, I remember there was a client who was suicidal, but it was like an old woman who who was like really sick and she just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. And so I remember the doctor was deciding on if they wanted to commit her or if they wanted to, you know, help her pass away as she wants to. And so they ended up saying, you know what, like her thoughts of wanting to die are totally normal at her age and with her medical issues. And so instead they actually consulted hospice, Mm. but then that would get you into the issue of consulting hospice care for mentally ill people. Like what Canada wants to do. Well, like Canada, Canada wants to like, like let you kill yourself if you're addicted to drugs. Right. So yeah, we'd be getting into bad territory if we're telling mentally ill people that they should sign up for hospice. Tough, tough problems, (laughs) tough ethical problems. A little bit of uh, new news here. The New York Post is reporting the manhunt for Maine massacre suspects sparks alert at the Canadian border as his search history of Biden conspiracy theories emerges. Uh Uh-oh, here we go, folks. Wait, can I give you a conspiracy theory that I had immediately after this happened? Go ahead. So I always like to search the Internet for things. You know, I love to dig into mysteries. On that exact same day that this man shot up all of these places, Mm -hmm. there were 450 laws that went into effect in Maine. Mm. And it says here, the laws range from new large fire permits to expanded abortion access Mm -hmm. to child tax credits. So I don't know where this man falls politically, but, you know, just knowing Timothy McVeigh and people like that. They get upset about government things, and and they they start to do something. Well, here's this. There's not much information here in the Post article, but here's what we got. It says the desperate manhunt for suspected main shooter Robert Card has extended to Canada, mm-hmm. with authorities issuing an alert for the armed and dangerous trained marksman. It was revealed his online search history contained conspiracy theories about president biden um great what just conspiracy theories about that's, president that's biden. all they're saying at that this point has, right like, now some ukraine ties i uh, i don't know robert card biden i'm gonna look it up right now this is the very first i've ever heard of this yeah well this is the military, brand new so it's like I don't know. And he likes guns, so maybe he is a conservative, I'm assuming. Yeah, you never know. There's plenty of Democrat killers out there, trust me. Right. What's amazing is how we know so much about him so quickly, Mm -hmm. but we don't know diddly squat about that transgender person who shot up the, the Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, remember? 
Oh my gosh, that was like so, I feel like it was a while ago and everyone forgot about it. Yeah, everybody forgot about it. But it's just, it's amazing that whenever like it's a white dude, we know everything about them immediately. And yeah. if it's a transgender person, we know nothing about them still. I can actually speak to this. So I don't, know, I don't know if you all followed Samantha Wool, who was murdered. She was mm -hmm. stabbed in Detroit. Um, I think it was this past weekend. She was this Jewish woman who lived in Detroit and she was like the leader of a synagogue. So anyways, so at first they were thinking it was a hate crime. And so on the news, they're all like, you know, is this anti-Semitic? Mm -hmm. You know, was somebody trying to hurt her because of that? But now things are getting more and more silent. We're learning less and less about this case. And it came out, they're like, you know what? This wasn't a hate crime. And they said suspects still at large. You know, just like just like every every other case, it's like I feel like they're just trying to like make us forget about it. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that it was probably, you know, some sort of minority that committed this crime against Samantha Wool, and they just don't really want to listen talk about to this. It. Card's sister-in-law, Katie Card, says that he had been struggling with a mental health episode in the past year. He told his family that at public locations including the spare time recreation bowling alley and the bar and grill mm -hmm. where he was there. He says that he heard voices talking badly about him. Wait. So when he was there that day? No. So like, like previously. Okay. So he had said, so this, we're starting to piece together a potential motive here because what we're learning is that apparently he liked to go bowling and he liked to go to this bar and grill. He had been there before. Okay those places so, okay so he frequented these locations so you know how he we were talking about him hearing voices in his yes, head yes this is the the latest news that we're hearing apparently oh. he had reported to his sister-in-law okay that he had heard voices talking badly about him while he was at the bowling alley crap okay so it you know when somebody has hallucinations they really can't tell if they're real or fake so right. to him he probably thought that these voices were real Right. Uh, Katie Card, his sister-in-law, says he truly believed he was hearing people say things. There you go. And this all just happened within the last few months. When That's why he was hospitalized, because when people are really out of touch with reality, they need to be hospitalized. Listen to this. When Card's family members told him that the voices weren't real, he responded angrily. Katie Card says, we tried to listen to him and tell him nobody was talking about him. Yeah. And then yesterday, as the story was unfolding, we prayed not Rob had nothing to do with this. But when we heard where the, the, the two places where the shooting happened, my husband rushed home. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, so this this makes complete sense. So it's like in terms of a motive, it, it's just his own mind. Mm -hmm. His own mind was was telling him to do that stuff. Yep. yep. And it, it's so hard to say where, you know, where these voices in his head came from, mm -hmm. why they're talking about these locations. I mean, I don't know if he had something traumatic happen at these locations before. Yeah. Stephen King uh, had a comment about this one. He said, this is what he says in quote, uh, it's the rapid fire killing machines, people. This is madness in the name of freedom. Stop electing apologists for murder. He says this does not happen in other countries. What? Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. Yeah, I read that tweet. Are you sure about that, Stephen King? Are you sure about that, Stephen King? Are Are you sure about that, Stephen King? It took everything in me last night not to respond to that tweet in a very angry manner. I know. I know. It's not going to do anything. He's not going to notice you. He doesn't give a damn.
Because I'm like, we've watched so many Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. You've read a lot of his books. Loved I probably his should books read growing his, up. his books. But I'm like, doesn't he know a thing or two about psychopaths and a thing or two about mentally ill people? Like, right. Every single movie he has made or book he has written is about a mentally ill person. Or, or, so, or it's about <laughs> monsters and demons and shit. But, but I mean, I remember when I was growing up, my parents, my dad specifically, would get really upset because I was reading those books. Mm-hmm. And because he thought that it was going to mess me up. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean blaming the gun for the killings it makes it much as much sense as blaming stephen king's books right it's they're they're both inanimate objects they both require the a person with agency to take action based on their own Mm-hmm. their own agency and here's the thing it's like you know i go in my mind i'm like okay let's entertain this idea all right let's go back to before guns even existed what was life like people were killing each other with with knives and spears okay before that before mm-hmm. knives and spears existed what were people killing each other with mm-hmm. their hands rocks you know twigs anything they could get their hands on so it's like people will always kill each other regardless of what object they have mm-hmm. yep it's it is an absolute tragedy, and now's a good time for us to go ahead and um, and reset. If you're just mm-hmm. tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Uh, do us a favor and click that like button and subscribe to the channel right now. Hit that like button and subscribe like it's Stephen King's stupid face. Give it a nice little, give it a nice little punch. Um, uh, and uh, and don't forget to join us every Monday through Friday here on the Wake Up America show where we stream live from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Freedom Family Friday means that Stephanie Peterson joins us every Friday, the lovely Steffi P. And hey. we, we appreciate her very much. She's my smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife. And I'm grateful to have her as my regular guest here on the show on Fridays. And then I usually take her out for breakfast afterwards, and we have a nice, lovely life. Mm-hmm. We look forward to having a great show, and we, lo- we want to make friends with you and have you come back and be a regular of the Wake Up America show. So we know that for many of you, it might be your first time seeing us today. Thank you to Rumble.com for putting us on the front page. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Are we like at the tippity top? Not the very, very top, oh, wow. but, but like, you know, in the t- editor's picks for today, awesome. which definitely helps us a lot. And we're grateful for that. So uh, a lot of times what happens, Stephanie, is people will watch us from the front page and they'll be mm-hmm. like, hey, that was a good show. And then somebody, I think yesterday said, I'm glad that Rumble put you on the front page because I had forgotten to subscribe and I couldn't find you again. Oh, man. I hate when that happens. Yes. When I watch a video and I'm like, this was awesome. And then I can't find it later. Don't do that. Come back yeah. and join us. Click that subscribe button. Do it now before you forget. So that way you can come back and join us again. Because mm-hmm. I think if you enjoy this content in this show, <laughs> we got lots of great guests and lots of great topics. And of course, we really have a killer host and the tough thing is people will remember austin peterson but then they spell it wrong and then they really can't find you after that yeah peterson s-e-n yes yes thank you very much for joining us david lee 180 yoma 63 not yoda quest fanning david lee 180 the chroniclers is here ill america as well as robbie theremin grant sunnyman levin 214 kim mccurry and bunches and bunches. Floby Tenderson. Nice to see you guys here. Yeah. I don't recognize I love so seeing all the new That's names cool. and faces. Yep. Appreciate that very much. All right. So um, let's take a, a quick little uh, a commercial break. Stephanie, I want to talk a little bit about Founding Flavors Coffee, yes. which is an exclusive coffee brand brought to you by AP4LibertyShop.com. Stephanie, can you tell me really quickly, read it off the top of your head, mm-hmm. um, what is uh, the brands of coffee that we offer? What are they all called? 
All right. So we have light roast, medium roast, dark roast. We have decaf. We also have single origin. And very, very soon, we're going to have a very special holiday flavor coffee. So some of the names of our coffee, they're very creative and founding fathers themed, is Washington's Revolutionary Roast, Franklin's Electric Elixir, Adam's Patriotic Perk, Betsy's Liberty Lullaby, Jeffersonian Java, Thomas's Painkiller... Am I missing any? No, you got them there. I think so. Wow, I'm getting better at this because mm -hmm. I'm listing them very quickly. You have uh, Washington's Revolutionary Roast in your cup today. Yes, Revolutionary Roast. I make you very, coffee every Kathy night. Kathy Loy, yeah. our friend in Southwest Missouri, mm -hmm. is, she's she's on the the subscription plan mm -hmm. for Revolutionary Roast because she loves it so much. Yeah. Tell them about our uh, subscription plan real quick. That's right. So we can do subscriptions starting at every two weeks. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Two weeks, once a month. Uh, two months. Every two months. Um, and so you can get a discount if you subscribe. How much if is you the buy, Well, discount? if you buy more than one bag. Okay. If you buy more than one bag. So there's yeah. also bundles. So that's the other thing. So you can get a discount. What is it? 5%? 5%. It's it's 2%, 5%, 10%, 12%. Okay. So one on bag. How many you so get. two bags, three bags, four bags, and more. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely check out apfolibertyshop.com because not only do we have delicious coffee there, we've also got great shirts and all of our holiday merchandise for Christmases coming in. Yes. I've started adding the uh, Christmas items. I know that we have some Christmas ornaments, mm -hmm. one that's like a don't tread on me type of ornament and uh, some really cool t-shirts. We have like a Freedom Santa t-shirt. So definitely look out for that because I like the I like the season. I like the Thanksgiving debate team shirt. <laughs> I mean, so many people find. dread family dinners because mm -hmm. of the political conversation. Uh, also, I do want to remind people that we do still have our Halloween merchandise that people it, it won't make it in time for Halloween. But I yes. know some people were like, I don't care. I want that. No lives matter. Right. Michael Myers shirt anyway. As always. If it, you like scary movies, then you can do Halloween stuff all year round. Yes. So the um so uh, we do have a discount at like a 30% discount I think somewhere for oh, our Halloween. Skull and ball. Skull and no, I think that one's only the 15%. Was, oh, okay. Let's see. Hold on. Let's yeah, see. you just introduced one the other day. Yeah, just introduced a new there like 30% discount the other day. There's so many coupons going around you guys. You got to look day. out for them. In the email. Mm -hmm. It was it, it was, was in the email. email. Ooh, I got your email. Here, you got to sign up for the email list. That's what it is. Here. Yes. Wait a second. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just got your email just the other day, mm -hmm. and I always save them here. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, here's the intellectual property infringement. Because somebody said that our tiny Patriots line is violating copyright. I they made, made those They designs. made that up. They're liars. That is BS, people. Somebody tried to do an IP for us again. I know. Uh, oh, 30% oh, oh, off Halloween. I did, too. Yes. You want to say yeah, it? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. okay. So it's... Scary, S-C-A-R-Y-G-O-V-T, Scary Government. Yeah, Scary G-O-V-T. S-C-A-R-Y-G-O-V-T, get 30% off if yes. you use that so code. So if there were any of the Halloween items that you did like, and remember, you can just save it for next year, but honestly, I'm, I'm going to wear the Michael Myers shirt anytime because it's just funny. Mm -hmm. No Lives Matter with Michael Myers. There's also a Let's Exorcise one. With all the, the, the bad guys yeah, from the movies. Yeah, with all the scary movie people. Yeah, we got to move on, but uh, just okay. an FYI, so if you're watching the show now or you're listening to it later, the Halloween, it goes until the 31st, so Scary Government, and, and that's S-C-A-R-Y-G-O-V-T, Scary Government. I'll type it in the chat. Mm -hmm. Scary Government, you get 30% off the Halloween collection. So there you go. All right. Cool. Uh, Joni Rankin says, need to reorder the Jeffersonian Java. Thanks for the order. Going to have to order it and subscribe. Running out way too fast. There we go. We love it. 
Yes. Yeah. Subscriptions are definitely very convenient. Once you see like your pattern of use, then you can be like, okay, I know how often I need this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So um, obviously we, when we, if we have breaking news this morning about the incident in Maine, we will be updating you this mm-hmm. morning. However, um, there was another story that was in a similar vein that I wanted to talk about. This was from my column at human events this week. Mm-hmm. I've been writing for Jack Posobiec's, um, uh, um, website, human events. That's so awesome. I was just reading the article and I remember I was saying to you, did you know this fact? And and you're like, I wrote that article. And I'm like, oh yeah, you did write that. (laughs) It's so funny because like reading articles from someone, you know, it's, it's so bizarre. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So the Israeli parents who took out seven Hamas terrorists to protect their children from a massacre exemplify the importance of our two-way rights. That's the title of the piece. So this is Adar and Itay Berdchevsky, right? They hid their children in a safe house. They grabbed their rifles and they killed seven terrorists before they died. And in my mind, like one, the main in the main shooting, people weren't allowed to carry guns in the bar, right, or in the restaurant where the the bowling alley. Correct. So that law, all that law did was because here's the thing: this Robert Card character, mm-hmm. he carried a gun in there. He sure he didn't, did. Yeah, he didn't give a shit about the laws. Can military people carry guns in areas where it's not allowed? No, it's oh. it's they're they're subject to those same rules oh, in the okay. civilian population, right? So so and people are like, oh, it was the gun, it was the gun. Well, just remember, if there weren't wasn't that law that prevented people from being able to conceal carry in to carry in a yeah. bar or in a bowling alley like it was, then perhaps somebody might have been able to stop him. But mm-hmm. of course, criminals don't obey the law. Mm-hmm. And in this scenario, with the uh, the attacks by Israel, um, uh, by the attacks by Hamas on Israel, mm-hmm. these two parents hid their children in a safe house. I mean, this is something out of like uh, this is like biblical because it's like when like Moses, Moses. like Moses, right, yeah. where she like put her son in the basket, put Moses in the basket, yeah. and like sent him down the river because they were killing all the the Jewish, you know, firstborn children. And I was reading here in Israel, apparently you legally have to have a safe room. What is it called? A m- mamad? Something? A mamad, yeah. A mamad. Mm-hmm. I, I never knew that, that you have to have a safe room if you live in Israel. It may be like with those, uh, if you are going to be in a settlement on the outskirts of Israel or like mm-hmm. close to Gaza, it may be like a regional thing, for example. But so so what they did was they, they, uh, they put this, their 10-month-old twins mm-hmm. In a reinforced security room, it's a mamad, and then they return to the main house to divert the militants away from their kids. So why I, wouldn't they just stay in the safe room? Wouldn't you think that they could all because they didn't want because if they room. if they got in there and got them, then they would get their twins as well. So um, I mean, like yeah. I like I you have I've literally seen like nature documentaries mm-hmm. where there'll be like you know a bird who will be like protecting its the nest. Mm-hmm. And it will like draw away the coyote from the nest in order for them to not find their children. I mean, this is like biological, like survival mechanism at its like at its most critical, right? And these people think in the moment, it's just so amazing that they could do this. I mean, well, here's the thing. So everybody has to serve in the military there in Israel. So they probably had some decent training. Mm -hmm. And, And I mean, you know, here's the thing, Stephanie, I mean, when we have kids and stuff like that, we're going to be the last Americans that anybody's going to want to fuck with because you and I, probably more than most people, I mean, we're a little paranoid anyway because we're libertarians. Yeah. But like, like running up on us at our house would be a bad idea. I mean, I've trained so hard. I've, I've been practicing uh, sweeps. 
getting people on the ground in karate mm-hmm. class. I mean, yes. this is hard stuff. You know, to really be able to protect yourself against a threat, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. You can't just do it one time and be like, oh, yay, I know self-defense. Yeah, no, you can't. No. No, you can't take like one women's self-defense training class and think that you're going to be able to do it in the moment. No. No, because like you lose like half of your operational capability in the actual moment, right? So, so, you know, you've been studying karate now for like three years. You have been, um, you, you know, you've been learning from me everything about the firearms, the guns that we have in the house. Right. We've come up with an action plan. I told the story and you probably missed it yeah. about the fire the other day. The fire. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think I did catch where you were telling Camelia to use baking soda. Baking soda. I think yes. I caught that little yeah. part. Yeah. 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 So. Yes. yeah. so it's like I, I had a kitchen fire in a pan uh, mm-hmm. many years ago. And I remember I was like, I think I was trying to put water on it and it mm-hmm. was getting worse. So I just turned the stove off. Duh. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think about the source of the fire in the moment. Um, so, yeah. So baking soda for fires. I like having a fire safety plan. I think we need one of those ladders to come down from. The from our house floor. yeah <laughs> something like that yeah that's not a bad idea that's not a bad idea uh but uh we do we've got our fire extinguishers at places mm-hmm. in our house we do we've got our firearms at certain places in our house mm-hmm. uh and we have you know the knowledge and the training to use them right mm-hmm. and now we're like looking at you know a firearm for you to use for yourself and we think what we might have settled on something that will work for you Yeah. I mean, I really have struggled with finding the right handgun to use. I've been searching for years. Seriously. I have put my hands on so many guns and I'm waiting for the perfect fit, almost like a glove. And I don't know, maybe those of you out there who have your own personal handgun can tell me if this exists or not, but is there really a perfect fit? Mm -hmm. You know, when you find that gun, that's yours, are you going to know it? Mm -hmm. Is it going to just be in your gut? Um, so I finally come to a revolver and I, it's the modern revolver. So not the one with like a wood, wood, well, handle. wood handle, right? I like the grippy handles. The rubber I handles. I like the rubbery because my hands slide and get really sweaty mm-hmm. and I'm not wearing gloves, obviously mm-hmm. when an intruder's coming in. So I need to use my bare hands. So I like the revolver because I would stink at cleaning guns. I've seen you with those little parts, especially in the 1911, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the little coil. tiny, the uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, the springs. Yes, mm. and it's like it's so hard to get out and the clean it. But a revolver, I mean, I hear you just like stick a Q-tip, like, yeah, in the little holes. It's a lot easier to clean good. it and to take it apart and put it back together is much easier. But the only thing I'm worried about is is that kickback. I hear the kickback. So we'll is, we'll is talk a about worse. that in just a second. Yeah. Kim McCurry message. She says we haven't started yet, but at age four, our kids are going to take martial arts, archery at eight. Oh my god! We're currently working on prepping. We have solar to help run the house, Whoa. and we've installed a wood burner. Oh Kim, goodness. you are way ahead of us, girl. We actually sold our wood burner. Yeah. we got rid of it. The we first didn't thing. have to pay the increased house insurance. <laughs> They right. charge they charge you more if you have a um, a wood burning stove in your house. That's so very we true. want to pay the home insurance for that. Mm. Quantum Kitty says the Hellcat is spectacular if you haven't tried it. Yeah, but the, the problem Hellcat, what is that? Well, uh, it's one of the it's you know it's a it's an automatic right oh. so not like fully automatic but it's uh-huh. a, it's not a revolver. Okay. So a lot of it, the Springfield Hellcat. I mean, I like my mm. Sig three sixty five for mm-hmm. everyday carry, but for the ladies, honestly, if you don't want something that you have to deal with a whole bunch of tiny little springs and it's difficult to break down and put back together if you're not willing to do that. And if Stephanie, I mean, you just, you have trouble racking those slides. I actually hurt my fingers. Seriously. I, I don't know if you could zoom in enough. I can't. But 
I literally, yeah, when I was was racking the slide, mm-hmm. I got my finger caught in like the the whole area where you mm-hmm. can see the bullet yes. in the window, and oh, it hurts. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because uh, I'm just my hands are just so so delicate. Yeah, David <laughs> David Lee has a question. He says, "I thought sure. he says AP question. I thought your shirts were screen printed. How are certain sizes of colors out? So not all of our shirts are screen printed. Some mm-hmm. of them are. Um, others we have to deal with uh, print on demand service. So it mm-hmm. just depends on which style of shirt that you're right. looking for that we have. So yeah. um, you have to. It just depends on which one you're looking at. So. Um, let's see. Question, question. Uh, John and Casey says, been looking at getting a SIG 365. Here's the thing about that. What I would recommend, this is just my opinion, but you know, lots of people have different opinions on this one. I'm, I'm probably going to trade mine in for a different model of, the, I'm going to get probably the XL. Why? Be, well, the, because the, the XL version, you can get um, a nice, it's a little bit bigger and my my hands are very large. Yeah. So I need one that like my my fingertip goes underneath the magazine unless I use the extended mag. Oh, okay. Uh, and and which I do have, yeah. but I prefer to have one that my hand can actually get around the grip as the whole entire grip. More sturdy. But yeah. also because I want a red dot on it. I want to get a red dot sight. You can't get a red dot sight on the one you have? No, the one that I have isn't cut. You can cut it, but it's, mm. it's way expensive. So I think I'm just going to trade in my SIG 365 that I have now yeah. and then get one that has a cut. It's called uh-huh. an RMR cut, I think. Uh-huh. And then you can put a red dot sight on it. Uh-huh. I want one of those like nice little red dot sights oh, that I can just, awesome. just point and shoot. Like you with know. the AR-15. Yeah. When I was looking at, yeah. a, at a gun for you yesterday, mm. they had one that had a laser built into it. They have revolvers with lasers? Revolvers with lasers. Oh, built into awesome. it. Yeah, it was just seven- wondering about the aiming with those. Well, how it, they it, work. it was uh, it was 700 bucks for oh. the Smith and Wesson mm. and it was it was in 38 caliber and I think that um the issue with that with for me is when it's built into the gun, I prefer not to have like gimmicky stuff built into the gun because that can like what if it malfunctions? Right. right? You want to replace it. Yeah, I want the gun yeah. to work operate as it was built. Yeah. Exactly as it was built. Mm-hmm. And then if I want to put attachments on top of it, that then I'll do that, right? And then I can maintain them individually. But I don't want to have to break down a gun and then repair some, uh, what do they call it, F- factory laser sight that they built just for this gun. And then if you replace mm-hmm. it years later, it, you know, you can't do it. So, and another thing that I really like, if you're going to have the SIG 365, is that it comes standard with glow sights. Oh, so nice. they're called tritium. It's a it's a radioactive mm-hmm. radioactive sites. So the tritium sites at night, beautiful, mm-hmm. right? A laser would be great too, obviously, mm-hmm. and a red dot is decent too. But get a get a tritium sight on your handgun if you can, because those beautiful green glowing sites, you know exactly where you're pointing at, mm-hmm. even if, when it's dark. So that must yeah. be what the people on Walking Dead have. I don't know if you all watch that show, but we've been watching. The Stephanie's episodes. addicted to it now. If you watch anytime they shoot, they are perfect shots to yeah. the head every time. They must have some serious uh, sight, you know, red dot something going on. One listener texted in, <laughs> Steph, you're going to love this text uh-huh. message. The, uh, they texted in at 573-319-1586. They said, I bought a 1911 two weeks ago and I love it. Is it a standard size? Or a mini. Listen to her. Is it a standard size? I mean, the minis are cute. She knows the difference. I mean, I, just, I prefer the standards because they're nice and big, little recoil. Hands fit nice around it. For all the single men out there, don't get your hopes up that you're ever going to find a woman like Stephanie because there's just she is one in a billion. You're never going to find 
a wife, a smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife like mine who knows who, and when you say, I got a 1911, is going to say, Well, did you get a full size or did you get a compact? Is it a Kimber? Kimbers are really sexy. Those are sexy, yes. But the problem is, and this is, of course, what you brought up earlier, is that the smaller the gun is, the more the recoil. Yeah. I mean, I remember my dad had a really tiny one and I had gone to the range with him years and years ago. And it's like my finger was basically at the end of the gun and it was so creepy. Like when I was shooting, it's like, ah, my Mm -hmm. fingers are so close. You are a lot stronger than you were when we first Uh started working out because like three, you know, three years ago when you first started doing karate, you were, you would like cry when you got like hit Mm -hmm. a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. so now you're a lot stronger than you were. I mean, you can do fingertip pushups now. You couldn't even do a a real, an actual pushup three years ago. You couldn't do one real push-up how many push-ups can you do now like standard push-ups well you usually have me do 15 to 20 15 real push-ups and then you do knuckle push-ups i do like 10 knuckle push-ups 10 knuckle push-ups 10 to 12 i was doing five fingertip push-ups yesterday but after about three it started hurting my hands Click like and subscribe for Stephanie's fingertip push. You know what we're going to do, Stephanie, at the end of the show is we're going to, I'm going to move the camera and I'm going to have it come down here. I'm going to have you do some fingertip push-ups for the audience. What do you guys say? Would you guys, would you do it for Rumble Rants? I'll tell you what, here's what we'll do is we'll we'll make an offer to the audience that if we can raise at least $50 in Rumble Uh Rants by the end of the show, we got an hour and 10 minutes. Mm Then we will have Steffi do fingertip push-ups Ooh. for the audience. Do you guys want to watch my wife do fingertip push-ups? Come on, let's hear it. We got to raise fifty dollars by the end of the show, and if we do, then we will have Steffi do fingertip push-ups for the audience. Doing it. There you go. Start. You better start stretching. We'll we'll see. We'll see. When I was first shooting um, a shotgun, I used to literally have to put um, dish towels mm-hmm. over my, my shoulder area here because I would get bruising so bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like now when I shoot a shotgun, it's it's like no big deal. So yeah, you're right. I am a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. One listener texted in. Oh, they were. This was on the question of your 1911. Um, he bought the standard 1911 and 45 ACP. Mm-hmm. I love that. It just doesn't fit in a purse very nicely. That's really the issue, it isn't a it? Huge purse. Yeah. So it's yeah. The, the, the 1911 is beautiful, right? Yes. You know, my grandpa used it to kill Nazis in in Europe. He had, uh, you know, the the 45 ACP 1911 A1. And um, that's what I have is the the standard combat style 1911 from World War II. And it's it shoots like a dream, right? I love I love the feeling of the 45 ACP. It's just like a oh, 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 nice thud, thud, mm-hmm. thud. And the recoil on it is just almost nothing oh, because it's amazing. It, yeah, and you you know, and it's so easy to hit whatever you're pointing at mm-hmm. because it's it's so easy to control. Mm-hmm. But then the smaller that we get with the guns, right, the more are like we can't hit jack squat with them. You know, it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, I just Ooh. I just need to carry an AR-15 Somebody's, with me or something. There you, those exactly. are really easy. Exactly. I like those well, And that was going to be the point of this story <laughs> that I shared my, my article on humanevents.com, which I highly recommend you guys read my weekly articles over there. Um, uh, Andy's got to run. See you later, Andy. Um, somebody sent me a picture of their XL, but the, the point of the, yeah, look at that. That's nice. Uh, the point of the, of this, of this is that we need fewer gun controls, not more gun controls. What we need is we need to be able to carry submachine guns that have suppressors on them Mm -hmm. and can carry more than even 30 to 60 rounds. Because here's the thing. One 
we need to be able to have more, you know, a pistol's great, but it would have been nice if somebody is like, ah, it's a lovely fall day in Maine. I'm hanging out at the bowling alley. I've got an MP5 underneath my jacket. And an MP5 is a submachine gun, right? That mm-hmm. can fire, you know, that is can be used by special forces. And it's it's small, it's easily concealable, right? And if it has a suppressor, you're not going to destroy your hearing when mm-hmm. you take out the bad guy. Right? But unfortunately, you can't get a nine millimeter MP5 here in the United States because if it's manufactured after 1986, thanks Ronald Reagan, uh, and you can't get a suppressor on it unless you go through the National Firearms Act, pay hundred two hundred dollars, and wait almost mm-hmm. a year to get a suppressor. But I mean, to me, I think suppressors are a no brainer, and you should be able to buy short barreled rifles for this reason because you know you shouldn't have to go wield a full a full length assault rifle to be able to defend yourself against people who do have actual assault rifles. Mm-hmm. If this guy actually did have an assault rifle, but yeah such advanced technology nowadays mm-hmm. i just feel like guns are so antiquated mm-hmm. yes in terms of how they work you would think that they would be super silent mm-hmm. super lightweight yeah. barely any recoil just if if we could use our technologies to yep. somehow figure out that problem jeff san juan over in the chat it's his first time here he has a question he says sorry to ask something he said made me ask this is this a liberal channel Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Is this a liberal channel? Wow. I wonder, I wonder where you came up with that. Now, what was it that I, that I said that made you think that was, was a liberal? something I said. I don't know. Oh, he says he, so he, oh, he. must have thought that I... Yeah. You, you don't get many liberals saying that we should carry, be able to carry fully automatic submachine guns well, concealed with, our, with, a, with a suppressor on <laughs> He has to specify, we are classical liberals. So yeah. yes, we are liberal. I'm not super offended by... By that term. Right, right. Well, classical liberal, yes, right. for sure, perhaps. I'm yeah, not that's quite why sure. I always say leftist. Whenever I'm trying to say that somebody's a little like more yes. liberally, I say leftist just so that nobody has to say, oh, yes, classical liberal. Yeah, Quest Fanning says the MP5 may impact how you roll your bowling ball. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, why didn't people start lunging bowling balls at this guy? Yeah. Uh, one they listener, could have thrown those at him. One listener texted in and made a really good point, said the most important part of choosing which gun to carry is choosing to carry a gun. There you go. Oh, they might have said, it it might be because I I used the term assault rifle. But when I say the term assault rifle, what I'm really, I'm talking about the technical definition of an assault rifle. Yeah, what is a real assault rifle? So, so, okay, so the literal assault rifle Mm -hmm. is the Sturmgewehr, right? So the actual literal storm rifle. STG-40? STG-40, yes. (gasps) That's your favorite gun. Uh, I know. Oh my gosh. I know. They actually have that at a Missouri shooting range that I was trying to get us an appointment at a couple of years ago, but they were closed. They have all of these. So the awesome STG, guns. so the STG forty four or the STG forty. So the STG, the uh, the Sturmgewehr. It was the original assault rifle. And so if you are going to say assault rifle, and if you know your shit, your history then you're thinking the STG, right? You're thinking about the Sturmgewehr. But if you're going to use it in the modern context, assault rifle, the technical definition is, if you go and look this up, mm-hmm. the technical definition of an assault rifle is a select fire rifle with a detachable magazine. So an assault rifle means that it has a rock and roll switch. Okay, so... Where it just goes boom, 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 boom. Right. And the reason... You don't have to keep clicking. Right. You just one one trigger pull mm. and then full auto. Mm-hmm. So that's an assault rifle. 
because that meets the technical technical definition of such assault weapon could be a spoon if you use it for an assault right, right. so the the difference between an assault rifle and an ar-15 is that an ar-15 is semi-automatic mm-hmm. and a uh he said uh you guys scared me thank god you said libertarian someone pointed out got scared liberals were on rumble talking about guns no <laughs> no sir yeah but you're you, i keep don't watching worry. for more than a few minutes exactly jeff san juan you're in a safe space brother don't oh, worry about it <laughs> yeah. glad to have you here too san jeff san juan do us a favor will you click that like button and subscribe to the channel price of admission brother just kidding glad to have you here we're grateful to make new friends here on the wake up america show we'll hope you'll come back and join us The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, And it's uh, Freedom Family Friday, which means my smoking hot, redheaded, also a libertarian wife, Mm -hmm. Stephanie Peterson, is joining us here in studio. So if we can get $50 in Rumble Rants by the end of the show, Stephanie's going to show you guys her uh, her, uh, skills. She's going to show you her Bob's and Vagine. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, she's going to do some fingertip push-ups for you guys. Uh, glad to have you here. Jeff San Juan says, I do know Libertarian is on the right. Thanks. I just misheard. Yes. Thank you very much. The left likes to constantly change the definition of words, says John Knox. Rewrite the dictionary and revise other books too. Yes, we know. All right. Um, you can text the show. Let us know what's on your mind at 573-319-1586. That's 573 573- Three one nine one five eight six. All right, we're now we're going to play a little bit quiz time. It's time for us to lighten things up. Stephanie, you 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 ready to have some fun? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna add. We've got a question for Stephanie. She's gonna have to answer after we play this little video here. Here we go. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and. Oh, and FYI, there will be some bad language that this young lady uses. So if you have little kids around, FYI. There will be some bad words. Here we go. But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to show shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't I know I'm probably just being so. There we go. Um, so, but Steffi's about to answer the questions here, and, and we'll get to that in just a moment. We do have to say thank you to our friend Quantum Kitty. Oh, what did Quantum do? Well, she donated fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the thing was for. She did it. So that means, yeah, you're gonna want to kind of stretch your fingers, stretch your fingertips a little bit, Steffi, because you're gonna be doing some fingertip push-ups at the end of the show today so you do not want to miss you guys can't talk me up too much you definitely this is now you're gonna have to want to stick around to the end of the show today because you're gonna watch stephanie doing fingertip push-ups now i i I don't want to take too much credit because obviously stephanie gets the most amount of credit for how hard she has worked in the last three years you know going from knowing absolute zero about martial arts Mm -hmm. she has like increased her stamina 
her strength, her mental confidence, uh, and just her situational awareness. So like she has come very far. I will take a little bit of the credit for being her sensei and for teaching her how to do all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I just, I'm, I've, I'm so proud of myself in part because there have been times when she would give me a little bit of pushback, right? A little bit of guff, uh -huh. right? And I just would like, you know, put her in her, in her place. Like a woman should be. <laughs> like I would right? put her in her place. Uh, and, uh, and she pushed through and got to the other side. And I've been a good coach and helped her to get strong. So pat myself on the back as well. Thank oh, you. Yeah. And thank you to good. It's going to be hard. And Jeff San Juan dropped $5 as well in the tip jar. Hey, Jeff, thanks, brother. Thank you. Glad to make your friendship today. He said, first time here. Glad I happened across you guys. You're the man, brother. Hope you'll come back and join us. You rock. Okay. You rock. You rock. Okay. So you ready to have some fun? Yeah. Okay. So here's the question. So uh, reacting to that girl who's complaining about mm -hmm. her nine to five job, Here's the thing. So this was posted by Matt Walsh. So trigger, trigger, trigger. If you're a woman, you can get married and be a stay-at-home mom if you don't want to do nine to five. Mm -hmm. Be a stay-at-home mom. This will first require you to become the sort of woman that a man would want to marry and support. Mm -hmm. Also, this path ultimately requires significantly more work than some corporate desk job. That's what he says. Okay, wait. Right. Wait. Next become an entrepreneur if you don't want to be nine to five mm -hmm. or pursue a career where the nine to five structure is irrelevant. The caveat again is you'll probably end up working a lot more than you would in a nine to five. I'm in that kind of industry and I work like 13 hours. Okay. So there you go. Three, move out to the woods somewhere and try to live a self-sustaining lifestyle, learn to grow and hunt your own food and build your own house. This is how people lived prior to the invention of the nine to five. It's still technically possible, but it requires by far the most work out of all the available options. If you don't want to do any of these, then the nine to five corporate slog is all you have left. It's also the lowest effort and easiest path. If you don't want to work at all too bad, this is life. That's what it means to be a person. You have to work one way or another. Make your choice and shut up. Thanks. <laughs> Matt Walsh is savage, savage. He's sometimes a little too far to the right for me. It's sometimes a little bit, but I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he's not too far to the right. We're far to the right than he is because he's a social conservative is what it, all it is. We're libertarians. Yes. So, you know, we don't care who puts what where as long as they, as long as they keep it away from kids. Right. So uh, other than that, right. So that's do what you want. Do what you want is, you know, provide you harm nobody else. All right, so here it is. So Stephanie, uh -huh. if you don't want to work the nine to five, what's the easiest thing for the woman to do? My gut reaction is being a housewife. Because I've, I've done two of those things already. I worked the nine to five for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I got my master's degree. I worked in a hospital. I hated it. I mean, I was so bad about being on time because I did have to drive about 30 to 40 minutes a day to my job in Detroit. And yeah, it just it was not pleasant. I mean, you had all of these, you know, mean bosses that, you know, would, were breathing down your neck. And so lots of pressure there. And then driving home. Yeah, same so, as her. I mean, I wouldn't get home till like six or seven o'clock. So sometimes. what you're saying is, is that the easiest thing for women to do is the one thing you haven't done yet. That's right. Because <laughs> and also I have also do, done the entrepreneurship type of thing because I'm doing therapy private practice now. 
And currently my working hours are from home. I start at 6 a.m. That's my earliest session with clients. Mm -hmm. And then my latest session with clients ends at 5.30. I do take breaks in between. So I kind of, you know, make my own schedule there. So that is nice. So being an entrepreneur is a step up from nine to five, but it is not easy. I mean, being your own boss is hard because you don't know the answers and there's nobody to tell you what the answers are. That has been like the big challenge for me, like with this is that there really isn't any path to success that you can chart that w- that is mm-hmm. like a guaranteed path to success. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was funny because last night we saw our friend Stephanie here at the par- at the Halloween party. Yeah. And she's like, Austin, I would pay to take a class on how you run your mm-hmm. business. Which um, I think is an awesome idea. Yeah, I've, we've been talking about it for a while hosting Do a you seminar. you think it would be an awesome idea in the chat? It, well, it's funny because like, for example, the, the people who want to do what we do, uh-huh like that we try and learn from online, for example, it, it, like we watch YouTube videos, it's like, they aren't successful at it, right? So it, it becomes this kind of chicken and egg scenario where if you want to be like a professional podcaster or entrepreneur in this kind of way, or do like um, a merchandise shop like we have, the kind of people who have the time to teach other people to do it, they don't, they're not successful because they have the time to do those other things, right? <laughs> Right. So the time that you would spend doing a seminar, you should be running your business and like making money and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it, it you have been egging me on to like do this for a little while, like saying, Austin, you need to teach a course on what you do. And then when Stephanie brought it up last night, like completely without any prompting, Two Stephanie's, we both brought it up to him. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, the problem is, is like, how do I make it worth my while to like spend a day teaching somebody to become my competition? Right. It's weird. Anyways, something to think about. Um, yeah. Just another money stream, mm. I would say. Yeah, another revenue stream. But And it's beneficial but, to you and the people that you're helping. And, and the thing is, is that when you're an entrepreneur like us and a quantum kitty as well, because she's she's also an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like you never know when to stop. Like you never really feel OK stopping working mm-hmm. because you can work all day, all night. That's my problem. I mean, yeah, as an entrepreneur in private practice, I'm typing my notes, you know, till late in the evening or super early in the morning at 5am. So it's like, it's hard to know when to stop. And so the third option that Matt Walsh had given was live in the woods, build your own house, be like a prepper. I kind of sort of wanted that lifestyle at one point in time. I was looking at like off the grid properties up north in Michigan. It seems great in your head. But once you actually, you know, try to build a fire or grow a garden, you realize how difficult it really is. Yeah. And how almost impossible it is to really live off the land yeah, and be self sufficient. So funny because we, we, you know, we, when we were looking at buying a house, you were telling me all the stories about the places that you looked at that were so remote. Mm-hmm. And then when we found our house, like it's, we've got five acres. So we're a little bit away from our neighbors. We can't see our neighbors' houses. But once one of the things that you realized when we're here at our house working is that like there are benefits to not being so far away from civilization that you can't get Internet. Right. We couldn't live there if we couldn't at least get 5G at our house. Mm -hmm. Right. So thankful. I'm thankful to T-Mobile that they exist because we don't have broadband at our house. Yeah. But like it, 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 it's tough to find that middle where you have land, you you are, you know, more remote, you can actually shoot guns on your property, because that was a big caveat for me is I want to be able to shoot guns. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to shoot my own guns on my own property, which is still very unsettling, because we are so close to our neighbors, whenever someone does start shooting, it's like you hear it very very loud, and you're just a little bit startled by Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it is something that you kind of have to watch out for. Yeah. 
um, good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm Austin Peterson. Glad to have you here. Do us a favor, click that like button and subscribe to the channel. You're watching my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, who's joining us on Friday, Hello. like she does every Friday. So I have more to say about being a housewife. <laughs> go ahead, Stephanie. Experience go ahead, it. go ahead. It's a babysitter also from the time I was 17. I know some people say if you don't do overnights babysitting, then you really don't understand what being a mother is, which okay. I understand. I get it. But I mean, so I have taken care of kids up until evening time, up until they went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, again, division of labor. It's like, do what you're good at. I just so happen to really enjoy cleaning and washing dishes and, you know, taking care of a house. I enjoy that stuff. Like Austin will even tell you, I like to just clean on a random Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so some people, maybe they don't like those things, but that's not how I am. I rather clean dishes any day than type notes from a therapy session. So, I mean, I can't tell other people what they should enjoy and what they shouldn't. But for me, I mean, it's like taking care of kids. Yeah, you know, it'll be hard and challenging, but it's like there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of people you can ask. I mean, billions of people have been parents in this world. So I feel like I can find answers. I can usually find help for any parenting questions I have. Mm -hmm. So, and nobody's going to fire me. I mean, unless someone calls CPS on me, <laughs> but I don't think that would happen. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. Uh, all right. Well, you ready uh, to, okay. So uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think is the uh, hardest path for the ladies out there? Because we play that video of that girl crying about her nine to five job. And she's like, I have to commute to work and I don't have energy. And so like it's like, you know, you choose that life, right? Mm -hmm. You choose that nine to five. And listen, you know, if, if you don't have a husband or you don't have a man, you're going to have to work and you're going to have to do all these things anyway. So, I mean, you know, a nine to five can't be the worst of all options. But again, if you want to, if you don't want to have a man and you don't want to have support, you want to be alone and you want to just, you know, do your girl boss thing, you're going to have to hustle. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to like get, if you don't want to do a nine to five, then you're going to have to start up a makeup business and do YouTube videos or something like that, right? You're going to have to have some kind of a hustle. And I promise you that if that hustle is, is unless you're a 10, okay? But which she case, didn't look like a 10. I'm she, sorry. She looked like a six, a seven yeah. on a good day. I know us women are supposed to tell each other that we're 10s. We're all 10s. No. Right. Because, yeah, they, they'll be like, oh, Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo so beautiful. And, and if somebody's like, you look like Lizzo, they'd be like, what? <laughs> Somebody posted a photo of, of Nicki Minaj on Twitter the other day, and it's mm -hmm. like, does this look like a housewife and mother to you? <laughs> and it's like, what does a housewife look like? Well, I don't know. It doesn't, you know it's, <laughs> anyways, they let themselves go. Anyways, let's go back. Instead of being married with kids and talking about the, uh, the, um, the, the work world, do you want to talk about the dating world, Stephanie? Yes. Okay. The dating world has lost its mind. I posted a meme last night that got a lot of uh, really? views. Did you see this? The, oh, uh, the so. Twitter account. Uh, this is Amy asking the question, do married people watch Gen Z dating and feel like they caught the last chopper out of Nam? Yeah, that's what you say all the time. Yeah. That's I, so funny. I do say that, but she actually posted that. Yeah. Back <laughs> yes. Do married people watch Gen Z dating and feel like they caught the last chopper out of Nam, Stephanie? 
Yes. Yes. I mean, I honestly, if I didn't have you, I would just be single. Mm. I, I really don't know where I'd look. Yes. I, I feel horrible for young people that are trying to date in this environment these days. And yeah. no, no, for there are a dozen reasons why. The mm. dating world has lost its mind, but now I'm reading this article in the New York Post, the one acceptable way to cheat on your partner. Mm. There's an acceptable way? There's an acceptable, according to this this uh, writer at the New York Post. Is cheating ever okay? Because yeah, this is what she says. First, we were told that ethically non-monogamous relationships were the way to go. Yes, yes. Okay. Then we were told to shack up with someone, anyone, just for the cold winter months. <laughs> cuffing season right oh and then to dump them come summertime summer loving uh -huh, that's right also known as hot girl summer uh -huh. and now we're being told that thinking that a fella is hot is considered to be cheating on your partner mm, okay okay so she says well hand back my single badge and check me into a nunnery because i am done she says there is a current shame file doing the rounds on social media with people writing lists of things that they consider to be micro cheating. Oh, okay. Okay. These include things like, yes. and I'll, as I list them, Stephanie, you tell me whether they are cheating. Yes or no. Okay. Like little signs. Cheating. Cheating. No, it's not cheating. Okay. Here yes. we go. Uh, these include things like one making contact with exes or ma maintaining contact with exes. Maintaining contact with exes. Not cheating, but it depends what kind of contact. Okay, but if you still have like a friendship or, or like some kind of a, mm -hmm. of a friendly relationship with an ex, talk to them every once in a while. Not cheating. Okay, not cheating. No. Becoming friends with people of the opposite sex who are attractive. Not cheating. That's micro-cheating. That's micro-cheating? That's what the, these people are saying oh. is micro-cheating. I don't think it's cheating. Okay. You don't think it's even micro-cheating? No. Like a little cheating? No. Okay. You you can't control people being attractive. Okay. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Banish all attractive people well, you from shouldn't, the world? Well, maybe, you know, you don't become friends with someone who is attractive of the opposite sex. It depends. I mean, you have a lot of attractive women friends, you know? So what am I supposed to do? Call you a cheater? Micro-cheater. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for outing me there, Steph. It's, it's just about, well, you know, you have, you know, pretty women on the show, right? That you're friends with. Oh, so but it's like, I don't know them in person. Should I tell you you can't have them on the show? No, because you can't tell me what to do. But I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is that there's my professional career, but then it's like, I don't really have like a lot of beautiful female friends that I know in real life and like hang out with. You don't hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like they, they might talk to you on social media, like yeah. people in other states that you're yeah. friends with. Yes. But yeah, that would definitely feel feel different. You know, if, if you were like going out alone with these attractive women, mm -hmm. I still don't think it's considered cheating, I mean, but I think it's considered a little uncomfortable. Quantum says this. She says, I point out hot women to my husband. Okay. Yeah. So like there are just sometimes when somebody is so GD hot. Yes. That it's kind of like, like even you are like, see like a woman who's like, oh. Well, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, we comment on people's looks all the time and the yeah. shows we watch, yeah. you know, anything like that. Be like, right. oh my gosh, she has a really oh. big chest. Right, right. Or even like in person sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see somebody be like, oh my God, she's got gigantic hoo-hahs. Right. right. But because that's not micro-cheating, I don't think. Even straight women can find other women attractive. Mm -hmm. Even just like a gay man can find a woman very attractive. Yes. Caleb says, Austin, you damn micro-cheater, repent of something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next is um, micro cheating. These are the list of micro cheating. Being vague about your relationship status. Micro cheating. Not not cheating, but a red flag. More of a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my ex like, used why to be didn't like you that. say that I uh, was yeah. your wife or that we were married? Like, why were you vague right. about the fact that we're married, right? Yeah. I mean, if you would like not tell people that you're married or not wear your wedding ring, a lot of men don't wear their wedding ring mm-hmm. when they're out in public. And, and that is a little sus. Yes. For sure. Texas, Texas 55681 says this chat should invoice them for marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Great quote, Texas. First time we've seen you here, man. Glad to have yeah. you. Do us a favor, would you? Click that like and subscribe to the channel, brother. Love to have you come back and join us, especially when you got a great sense of humor. We're talking about micro cheating. I mean, what do you think any of these things are cheating? Uh, I guess you got to give your input, too. I, so if I, I was friends with attractive men or if I was friends with my ex, mm-hmm. how would you? If you're, if you're friends with your ex, that's fine. I mean, you never see him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was the first part of that you said? If you were friends with like attractive dudes? If I'm friends with attractive No, men. no, you can't do that. I can't do that? No. Okay. What if it's a friend from the past that I had before you who's attractive? I'm going to cut it off. I'm just kidding. I don't don't care. I don't care. I'm not insecure. (laughs) Like the thing is, but like, you know, I've been cheated on in the past, right? In those relationships. So I know like patterns uh, that like people engage in when they're like, when they're like circling, you know, like getting mm-hmm. ready to go and find a new body, like a vulture. What patterns do they engage in? Well, things like being vague about their relationship status, um, like talking to people of the opposite sex who are attractive and wanting to like go to coffee with them and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. not following the Mike Pence rule and so stuff like that. that's slope. Yeah, yeah, I see. And I, I see that coming. And so, you know, I would put a, you, you put a stop to it before it gets out of hand, mm-hmm. right? Right. But that it's, it's important for the other partner to, you know, call things out be like yo this is a problem so flirting micro cheating yes okay i think so mm-hmm. i mean that's just why do you gotta do that i, why do I would you have say to play no with fire? i would say no but that's because like i use flirting to get what i want right like and i mean, mostly i to don't get f- what you want well i don't so- and here's the thing i don't actually flirt this is going to be kind of like secrets this of is the, something new I don't secrets know. of the unknown so um uh I honestly, when I flirt, I don't usually, I don't flirt with attractive people. God, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. My ex used to do that and it used to make me really insecure. Really? Because he used to be like flirting with like these girls from school that mm-hmm. were like, you know, big, big business. Big business, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. larger than life. Mm-hmm. And he would never like compliment me or flirt with me. So I was like, why are you flirting with these like ugly people? Yeah. You know, and, and it's just because that's that's how he was just being friendly. Well, here's the thing. So yeah. like, so, so you've seen this and it's not just because of like who I am, mm-hmm. like, but like, and like, this is kind of bragging, but like, <laughs> but like, I get us like special you say favors you do especially so, from women yes okay we've gotten favors from women so like yeah. i get us like seats at the restaurant when there's no tables mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. i get us free desserts mm-hmm. i get us into the club when there's no really we're on vacation right and and sometimes it's guys too right yeah but it's it's and it's flirting but I would call it charm, right? I'm yes, charming. Charisma. Riz, right? Using yes. the riz. So yes. and and so that's why when you say flirting is micro cheating, I, do I don't see it as yeah. Go ahead. When we're at the grocery store, mm-hmm. you always look at the person's name badge and you're like, Hello, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And the girl, her eyes start twinkling and she's like, 
he knows me. Yeah. Yeah. And I standing always right there. Yes. And I'm like, Hey Rebecca, you know, and I just like go along with it. Yeah. Well, cause you see they're wearing a name tag for a reason. Yeah. Right. And so like, if you see their name somewhere, sometimes they won't, they won't even have a name tag, but it'll have like their name tag will be like, uh, sitting on the counter of the register and I'll see it because here's the thing like you have no idea just how like even just a little you might call it flirting yeah. like just a little kindness I know just a little kindness tough thing about will change your, your outcomes men and women is because when we see a man or a woman being friendly mm -hmm. we assume it's flirting right because men and women should not be nice to each other yes uh quantum boy she's really got a good POV here she says I it used to be a southern thing where you do light flirtation simply as a social interaction to build people up and make them feel good. But nowadays, social flirtation is like the dodo bird, which, oh, interesting. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, it, for sure. So like flirting, part of the charm. It's not cheating because I think, and somebody said here on the chat earlier, uh, that your intention matters, right? Oh, absolutely. So I'm not flirting yeah. to take home, you know, Big Bertha, right, or Brunhilde or anything like that. I'm not trying to like actually like date them. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to charm them up because karma i mean you know i'm not necessarily thinking i'm going to get something out of it mm -hmm. but i have noticed that by being charming and being friendly to everybody that you meet that people that tends to come back can you do that without flirting with them um not always no mm -hmm. no like telling a, a you know a chunky mama that she looks you know she looks lovely or she has a pretty shirt Right. Or, right. you know, she has a nice sash or makeup looks pretty. Uh -huh. Or if, if somebody has done something extra, yeah. you know, to stand out a little bit, mentioning it mm -hmm. and saying, hey, look, you know, that's really pretty or I really like that shirt or whatever. Right. Yeah. I like to compliment people, give them genuine mm -hmm. compliments. And for me, it's not that I'm like, you know, trying to get with them. I yes. just I like to be nice to people. I I'm actually, I'm not good at flirting in yes. that. I'm just so real. And Te Texas is continuing. I just say his, what I think. Texas is continuing to razz us. He says, yeah. uh, Stephanie, how do his words make you feel validated as a person? <laughs> do your words make me feel validated? How do me? my words make you feel validated as a person? He's, 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 he's joking <laughs> about me. I uh, was doing marriage counseling. Yeah. We're talking about micro cheating. We haven't even gotten to the end of this list. Okay. Next is now this one sharing intimate details about your relationship with someone outside of the relationship micro cheating that's not cheating but it's inappropriate agreed agreed it's drawing it's past the line I my mean, wife doesn't you know her, 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 you know if i said that to a girl yeah because the problem with that is that yeah it's what you say to who so like if i like said to an attractive woman like my wife doesn't please me mm -hmm. right then like the assumption is she's like well i'll do it i'll do it you right know? Mm. oh my god i mean but here's the thing so many people probably even in this chat you all talk to your friends yeah about your spouse and what you're happy about and what you're not you know you do <laughs> i've had so many friends that talk about their significant other and like their fantasies and all kinds of stuff and it's just like T-M-I. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chucky Mama LOL says the Chroniclers. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, the Chroniclers, I think he's brand new. He just got joined us this week. And so this is the first time seeing Freedom Family Friday. Oh. So it's a little bit weird and wild. <laughs> what weird and wild here on Fridays. A little uh, bit different than normal. A little bit different than uh, than normal. And then the last uh, two items on this for micro cheating, mm -hmm. being touchy with someone else. Uh, it depends where you're touching. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like. 
if you're hugging somebody, I don't see that as cheating, right? And you're you're more of a touchy man. Mm. I even used to see this about you back during the campaign days, because um, when I was like your volunteer, you used to like put your arm around girls, me included. You know. So Do you it's remember like, when I had the girlfriend on the last day of the campaign, and you got like all like weirded out because I was touching you? <laughs> yeah, he was holding my hand in front of his girlfriend and story. putting his arm around me. <laughs> Seriously, you were like giving me all the attention saying, Steffi, when are you moving to Missouri? I'm going to give you a job. And she's there and she's like, I want to leave. I want to leave. And then you're like fighting with her while you're holding my hand. It, it was like the most bizarre experience. Remember when she like drunk texted me like a, like a few months she ago? Did, not too long ago. She left you a voicemail actually. Yeah, she that's was right. like she in drunk Uber voice with a guy talking about you. And she's like, I know why we broke up, blah, blah, blah. And I yes. called me back if you want to hear why i think we broke up and stuff like that and i was like you back i'm married now like leave me alone right yeah, yeah. so i mean again it depends what kind of touching it is mm -hmm. um, i think hugs are totally fine mm -hmm. uh no kissing i think that's weird <laughs> obviously yeah uh, and the last one the last micro cheating daydreaming about someone else that you have a crush on no oh, i mean that's fantasy. You know, it goes back to you really can't control your thoughts. You mm -mm. can't control what you're attracted to. You know, your mind is like your safe space. So, yeah. I Te mean, as long as you don't act on it, you know, it's innocent. Texas says, I don't think you should speak negatively about a spouse to others. Bad habit. Agreed. Oh Agreed. Gosh, yeah. I because hate you know that. What? Your friends are going to start to tally up all these things in their head, and then these things will come back to haunt you. Absolutely. They're going to remind you about the mistakes that your partner made and give you their opinion too much. It's like, you don't want to do that. So the the author of this article says that aside from all that sounding pretty darn controlling, are we no longer allowed to enjoy life? The simple fact is we all micro cheat, mm -hmm. whether it's giggling a little too long with the sexy barista, letting a guy hold your hand as you navigate a slippery sidewalk in high heels, or admiring the physique of your favorite rock star, unless you're a robot, you've done it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely used to have crushes on like band people because I used to go to the Warp Tour and concerts all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that I know my ex used to get jealous of that because he'd be like, you get so excited about them. Mm -hmm. you know why? But I, I just honestly, I don't get excited about other men now. It's, I've just I've lost that excitement outside of you. I just don't. I you're, don't entertain it. You're a diamond in the rough, Stephanie. Um, yeah. So I like have made a habit of like when I see like a girl, like a booby streamer mm -hmm. or whatever, like an attractive girl on Instagram that I have followed in the past, mm -hmm. like I've made it a habit to start unfollowing them. Right. Right. Because because one of these things on here is the question of like liking a girl's picture on Instagram. Is that right. cheating? I mean, you like a lot of girls' pictures on Instagram, you know, and a lot of those girls I'm friends with as well. Right. So it's like, that's how I can see it because, you know, right. I like it too. Right. You know, so it's like, no, it's, it's obviously, it's not cheating, you know, as long as you're not getting into her DMs and saying, hey, you know, can we get together? It's like, it's just a picture. And if she's your friend, you're showing support, whatever. That's what I try and do. It's like, if they're a friend, then I'm just trying to like help bump up their, their social feed and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So 
the the woman who wrote this piece says that liking other girls thirst traps on instagram does get under my skin a little so i make it a habit not to like try and like their thirst trap pictures right. if it's like a girl in a bikini mm -hmm. and, and that's like the sole purpose of the photo then i'm just like okay how good of a friend is this like if this is you know like if it's your sister in a bikini or something that's fine mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's nothing there you know but it's like yeah. 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 I don't know. All What's right. the intention here? I don't know. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Happy Friday, October 27th. Grateful. Glad to have you here. Uh, do us a favor. Would you click that like button? Subscribe to the channel. Come back and join us every Monday through Friday here on the Wake Up America show. We stream live. 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. It's a great way to start your day, mm -hmm. make some friends, have a little coffee, goof around. Freedom Family Friday means that my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, joins us. Yes, and I do push-ups. Uh, she's going to do some push-ups here at the end of the show. Uh, Tali1982 says, I think that's an honorable thing to do, AP. Yes. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I don't like the the temptation, right? right. I don't want the temptation, right? Because it's like, it's there. I shouldn't be looking at these women this way anyway. Like, it's, it's weird because, like, I feel like if we were in public mm -hmm. and we saw a woman like that and you were there with me or if we were watching a movie and there was a sex scene or a TV mm -hmm. show or something like that, like, I wouldn't feel guilty looking at them there if you're there. Mm -hmm. But I feel weird doing it if you're not around, mm -hmm. which I think is probably a healthy instinct. Because it's, like, sneaky or Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I feel like, something. oh, I'm being sneaky, right? So it's right. like, like, and, and I, I won't lie, like, when you scroll through Instagram, you're going to see some boobies and some butts, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be there. So it's yeah. like, I'm guilty of, of looking. But I do make a conscious effort that if it's like someone that I'm following yeah. and, and I have no relationship to them or no friendship or I just like tried to, you know, slid into their DMs like six years ago or something, mm -hmm. then I just unfriend them, unfollow them because I don't have any reason to keep in touch with them. And I don't have any need to see that kind of stuff on my feed because it's right. distracting anyway. Yeah. And honestly, now that I have I, you meet all my needs. And, and so the thing is, is that is that since since you meet my needs, and I think probably a lot of cheating comes from needs that aren't being met in relationships, yes. filling a void. Since you meet all those needs, I love that I don't have to worry about like, one of the biggest problems that I faced before I have you or when I'm not was not in a committed relationship is that like the desire drives me to spend a lot of time trying to get women. Right. And therefore, I'm not being productive doing what I should be doing, right? So mm -hmm. like, and they say that the, these statistics bear out. I think the Federal Reserve like put out a statistics. I've just read this last oh, week. Wow. Yeah, the Federal Reserve put out a statistics that shows that married men are like way more productive than unmarried men. Yeah. Because they are working for their family and they're also as less distracted. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, men, they have this physical drive, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they have this sexual need more than women do naturally because of the testosterone you have. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have these temptations and these tensions inside of you that us women just don't don't understand always because yeah. we just don't have those same feelings inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Well, so we're getting down to the wire. 30 minutes left on the Wake Up America show. And uh, that means that Stephanie is going to be doing some some uh, push-ups here pretty soon. So we committed that if we had raised $50 on the show that we would um, – and we did. We raised a Quantum Kitty do donated five, uh, fifty bucks right away. And then we had a, a, another friend of ours join us today. Quest Fanning dropped in a couple of bucks. Oh. And then another friend of ours, yeah, new friend of ours, signs of Juan, I believe. Juan, yes. Juan is sexy. Yeah. Juan was in the name, so mm -hmm. uh, who also dropped five bucks in there. So thanks for all those. And now Stephanie has to do some fingertip push-ups. Mm. 
uh, in about 30 minutes. So you don't want to miss that. You want to make sure you stick around for that so we can come back and uh, and you guys can enjoy that. Stephanie, um, the Wake Up America show is brought to you in part by who? Lear Capital. Yes. Tell us about Lear Capital, will you? So they are a gold and silver company, and you can get all of your gold and silver needs met from them. Speaking about having your needs met. Yes. And so you can go to LearAustin.com, or you can call 1-800, what is it? 885-285-2175, and you can say Austin Peterson sent you, and they will give you information about all of the things and services that they provide. I mean, I did it myself. I had one phone call with the person. They gave me all the information I wanted, answered all my questions, and then they leave you alone. And then they just send you some follow-up texts, giving you information about where gold is at in the world. And they'll send you emails if you opt in for those. And it just keeps you informed. It keeps you in the know. Um, so gold is, is wonderful to have. I definitely have my own. I have gold and silver. And they also have a new Mount Rushmore coin line. And so you can get a George Washington coin. They have that available now. So if you like more of those like collector's coins, they do have those, which I like because it's not just like boring metal. There's meaning behind it. It's like a collector's card. So it's very cool. And also they have, do they still have the $500 credit? If you call the number. If you call the phone number and say Austin Peterson sent you, then they will give you a $500 credit towards your purchase of metals. There you go. 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. Thank you. Can I show my bracelet? Oh, yes. Talking about gold. Yes. Rose gold. I don't know if they can see it. Oh, Oh, yeah, just barely. But the the, the color is a little off on there. So anyways, this is a bracelet. bracelet Austin gave me for our two-year wedding anniversary, and it's a Swarovski crystal bracelet, and it's rose gold to match my wedding ring, and it's very, very beautiful, and I wanted to show it off and say that he's the best husband ever. Thank you very much. Best husband ever. There you go. All right, now, next topic, on to the next topic, Stephanie. Long misunderstood, baked beans. Oh, yes. Are busting loose. Mm. Baked bean innovations are on the rise. As companies pursue new legume fans, consumers are torn. Beans on pizza is worse than pineapple. This is, okay. Worse than pineapple. Why are people so judgmental about pineapple? Okay. I don't get this. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, This is not some article that I picked up on like heavy.com or like, you know, some conservative website that's like doing the clickbait news. This is the literal Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. that wrote this article. Okay. Okay. Baked beans are entering new territories and legume lovers are torn. Take pizza, for example. Kraft Heinz began selling frozen pizza topped with baked beans in the UK last year, mm. bringing back a limited edition offering from 2002. One critic posted on social media, baked beans on pizza is worse than pineapple. Others gushed. Oh, my God. Baked bean pizza is back. I've wanted this for years. This one's really good. I mean, I like I like that whole sweet, sweet flavor. Like I love hamburger meat with baked beans, hot dogs with baked beans, eggs with baked beans. It's it's just the perfect combination. Let me see here. Let me pull it up on the screen so, so people can see you here. You can definitely imagine, like you know, cheese with beans. And I don't know what kind of beans are these. Vegetarian baked beans and like a sauce. You know what what flavor are these baked beans? So this is like so. I pulled it up on the screen so yeah. people can see it here. So this is part mm-hmm. of their what they're calling beans. 
liberation campaign mm-hmm. to free beans from the can. I get the beans. Other efforts include stuffing baked beans into frozen hash brown potatoes and combining baked beans with parsnips, carrot, and spices to form curry-flavored nuggets. Oh. Oh. So curry-flavored. The, yeah. There is a real demand for baked bean innovations, says the director for Kraft Heinz Northern Europe. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Okay. Beans. Okay, I like beans, right? Beans, beans, musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you poop. Uh, but they eat baked beans on toast, okay? And I've seen them do eat baked beans on toast for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I have a hot dog bun and I finish my hot dog and there's a little bit of bun How at the end, you? I'll dip that into my baked beans. Oh, yeah. And it tastes good. The bread with the baked beans. I'm not saying no just yet, okay? I haven't made up my mind on the whole idea. Uh-huh. I would try, like, you know how I am. I'm I'm skeptical, Yeah. but when it comes to food, I will try anything twice. Right. Okay. I'm more of, I'm like less explorative than you, mm-hmm. but I like more weird combinations yeah, than you. Ben Redpilled, his messaging says, no beans on my pizza. Oh my God, this is not what I want to hear in the morning. <laughs> Imagine if you were in the United Kingdom right now, they'd be like, oh, it's got beans on it, isn't it? It's lovely. It's Tuesday, isn't it? It will have baked beans on our pizza. It'll be wonderful. Wonderful. so good. It'd be wonderful. Yes. Oh, it's waffled on town. I think I'll pack me to Paris. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie. I mean, I grew up with baked beans. That's what my mother would always make. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just an acquired taste. Yes. So in the United States, which is the acknowledged birthplace of commercially canned baked beans, mm. baked beans still remain in the can here. But longtime producers and upstarts are spicing things up, adding bourbon flavor to baked beans, mm. Dr. Pepper to baked beans. Oh, see, that was at the store. I need Seriously? to try that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dr. Pepper flavored. Okay. Apricots. Oh. That's weird. And jalapenos. You'd probably like the jalapeno one. I just like the general, it's like the Heinz vegetarian baked beans. And it's got this nice, like, it's it's like a sweet, a sweet sauce. It's it's like a ketchup-y type of sauce. I only, it's tomato sauce. That's I only really tend to like actual, like, <clears throat> fresh jalapenos mm-hmm. or like pickled ones. I don't like jalapeno flavored stuff because it's mm-hmm. it's usually just nasty. It's like, I don't know, like if you got fresh jalapenos or pickled jalapenos on your nachos or you have like a nacho, like what's the, what's like the, the stuffed jalapenos, you know, like a, like a fried stuffed cheese jalapeno. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then they're That's bacon good. wrapped a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. But like, yes. and the, but if you go to like a fast food restaurant uh-huh. and you order like a jalapeno burger or something like that, it's just usually going to make you who for days like it's Mm. not and it doesn't taste that great so anyways baked beans they say have a lot going for them Mm. they're plant-based high in protein convenient relatively cheap and they have a long shelf life they have a lot of sugar i think the the british eat them for breakfast lunch and dinner yes i could do that i could do that no beans on toast for okay i tell you what for tomorrow morning for breakfast beans on toast for you oh to buy some more beans i don't know if we have any more you like the beanie weenies and i like potato chips dipped in beans Mm -hmm. and i also like chicken fingers dipped in beans again it's just it's not the bean it's the sauce that's around the bean yes you know i like the sauce in the can yes so serious bean which makes several canned bean products suggests using its dr pepper flavored baked beans when making coconut curry chicken 
That doesn't sound bad. I'm, huh. I'm not. I'm not anti bean. I mean, I like beans, but it's, it's kind of like using grape jelly for your meatballs. Yeah. in your slow cooker, so, it's like there's certain flavors that just somehow mix and work. Right, sounds weird, yes. but tastes good. Right. Yeah, grape jelly right. in your your Christmas meatballs uh -huh, with, mm -hmm. with barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. For some reason, it does taste good. No, uh -huh. you're right. Uh, beans, beans, the magical fruit, right? The butt of jokes. But Bush Brothers and Company heard that singer Josh Groban okay. loved legumes and asked him to come up with an alternative baked bean ballad. So the idea is that in order for people, whenever they say, because whenever they think of beans, what do we think of? We think beans, beans, and musical fruit. So, uh -huh. so Heinz paid Josh Groban to write a new bean song. When I was a little boy, the kids could be so at what was in my lunch pail beans, beans, beans. I'd yell about the musical fruit They'd say the more that I ate The more I'd toot, toot, toot. But I swear that they've never made me do that Oh, there's no shame i my beans up and roll like the wind Just wishing that I'd be long And if I could take me back in time I'd sing that beer Boy, that song Tears of beans Are dribbling down my cheek at night Tears of beans I'm on a cantilever cloud Floating through the moonlit night But in the morning I'm still trying To hide the fact I'm crying These tears Tears of beans Oh, oh, beautiful. oh my god that's hilarious that's, it really like moves your heart did you know that we're, did you <laughs> that's what they're trying to get away from they're trying to get away from that uh beans beans musical fruit song so uh somniferum 75 says lol love josh groban there you go see now did you know that you guys were going to get a Josh Groban singing about bean song this morning. No, I, I didn't even know about this. I was shocked by that. <laughs> Let's make fun of Josh Groban. Why? Because his his nose, like his his nose holes, get like so flared up when he sings. Mm -hmm. You raise me up, yes. so I can stand on. You raise me up. It's like yeah, the nose flares. You raise me up. Yes, exactly. His voice is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it just it looks funny. No, for sure, it's true. It's true. Uh, ben Redpill here, first time joining us today, says beans, beans, the popcorn art. The more you eat, the more you fart. The mm -hmm. more you fart, the better you feel. So eat oh. beans at every meal. Thanks. Corn and beans. That would be great. Yes. The yes. sweet and salty. Mm -hmm. uh, Robbie Thurman says beans are the Louisiana state flower. Oh, Is it true? You. Don't lie to us, Robbie. All right. Crabs is pizza topping. Bitchmobile says nice bean song. Yes, it is. Uh, Blutreich. We could get a bean company that could sponsor us. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Blutreich says that song is dumb. I'm being judgmental this morning. It seems, jeez, oh. not in a good mood today. Apparently, yeah. I'm gonna call the cops. Send the FBI. I mean, what did Judge Groban do to you? Exactly, exactly. Uh, when they realize their mistake, says Clementine, will they admit that Heinz site is fifty-seven fifty-seven? Ah. <laughs> 
You guys, you should do stand-up comedy. Levin214 says he loves Steffi's subtle Midwest accent. Oh, you noticed that? Yeah. It's it's slightly Canadian, slightly uh, Wisconsin. Yes, Because it's a little bit, yeah. It's like... Mom. Yeah. It's, it's mom. very. She says mom. You know. You, you know. know. It's yeah. So <laughs> you can kind of hear a youper. We call it youper. It's yes. like the Upper Peninsula. That sounds very Canadian. But even though I'm from the Detroit area, my father was. <laughs> he he grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. He did. He does not have a Southern accent. Your dad. Yes. And then my mom. She grew up in Michigan. So and my sister lives in California now. So she kind of has more of a Californian accent. Because her husband kind of taught us how to talk. Like now, I used to say Oregon, but now I say Oregon. Mm. It sounds so weird to me to say Oregon. All right. Well, back to beans. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know this, but apparently there is a Bush Beans Museum. Bush Brothers and Company, which calls itself the Beautiful Bean Company, oh. has a museum in Chestnut Hill, Tennessee, and they have a display of a giant golden bean. Oh. I kid you not. That's Fall. In Tennessee, yes. Yeah. People are passionate about baked beans mm -hmm. and how to eat them. The British canned version tends to have beans in a thinner tomato sauce, which they eat on toast for breakfast. Oh, I think I would like that. No, I would really not good. like beans on toast for breakfast. I mean, mm. this is literally why we fought the American Revolution. It, it, it like the Declaration <laughs> of Independence went through many revisions mm -hmm. in order for them to list out the the reason, the long train of abuses and usurpations of power. But the reason why the Americans fought and died for our freedom from the United Kingdom is that so we did not have to eat beans on toast. Can I get an amen <laughs> for breakfast? How about beans and brisket? You know how they add like meat? That's different. If you're eating yeah. beans and brisket, it's still a lunch or a dinner item. Okay. Beans on toast for breakfast is an abomination against God. And I'm a God warrior. It's dark-sided, right? It's dark-sided. They are not a Christian. They are not a Christian. It's dark-sided. Am I wrong? Can I get an amen? We've turned into like a conservative station. <laughs> Far right. It's dark-sided. Phil, she is not a Christian. Okay. Um, I once had beans on toast for Christmas dinner. Best Christmas dinner ever, yeah. one, fa one fan wrote in there. Uh, I guess to make, uh, so here's, what is it with it? Okay, so they, this person predicted me. This is from one Reddit user mm -hmm. who says, what is it with the American hostility towards baked beans on toast? Exactly. What's wrong with you people? Right, then including one person that said they wouldn't judge food combinations after they saw a coworker mix a cherry Kool-Aid packet with a brick of dry ramen noodles. Oh my oh. God. Oh, that's weird. The, Cherry oh, and ramen God. noodles? No, Did, was God, it like the please, chicken flavor? No! no. Cherry no. and chicken? Well, so I'm guessing no. that instead of like using the chicken seasoning, they put cherry Kool-Aid on the ramen noodles. So, yeah. So I guess make, to make a comparison, it'd be like ketchup on a tortilla. Yeah, that's good. Ketchup on anything is going to be good. I like ketchup on eggs, ketchup on bread. You know, I mean, just think about it. We eat so many sandwiches with ketchup, and we are eating bread with ketchup. Hello. There are just some things that you don't do. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so Christina Conte, she's a Scottish-Italian cook living in L.A., and she is a world porridge champion. 
porridge. Love to porridge, try porridge. Yeah, I'm fine. Great. Porridge is fine. That's breakfast food. Yeah. So she says this discussion is not going away. Uh-huh. Growing up in Scotland, she ate beans uh, of, on toast for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. She says she sometimes still does. She says Americans don't know how delicious the snack is or even how to make it. She says, often insisting on making baked beans from scratch when the authentic British uh, British approach calls for canned baked beans. Interesting. Mm. The simple three-step recipe is prompting a surprising number of questions about the type of bread to use, whether to add an egg and cheese... Mm-hmm. Or to butter the toast. Now we're getting somewhere. Ooh, egg and cheese. She That'd says be good. baked beans are misunderstood. She wrote a piece. This is Meg Muckenhaup now. Mm. She wrote a book called The Truth About Baked Beans, mm. which debunks wow. the myth that pilgrims learned how to make baked beans with maple syrup and bear fat from Native Americans. See that being good because there are a lot of maple baked beans, and I'm mm-hmm. sure bear fat is pretty tasty. I love that this conversation has blossomed, and everybody in the chat is making on this one. Really? I had a feeling yeah. that this was going to go viral. Here. We all love food. Yeah, I mean, we, we're foodies. Everybody's got an opinion about beans. So, anyways, I was meant to be a fat person. I seriously, I, was I'm getting there. Uh, yeah. The truth about baked beans, she says. Uh, she also wrote Cabbage: A Global History. Oh, I <laughs> love. I love the purple cabbage. I love it with Thousand Island dressing. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Oh, so I do. Yummy. I love cabbage. Oh, I love sauerkraut. Yeah. I love all that stuff. Mm. So she wrote a book called Cabbage, A Global History. Mm. It says canned beans aren't baked, but boiled or steamed. So, And she says New, New Englanders adopted rather than created the dish. I just put mine in the microwave. Uh, Barry Kirk. I can eat them cold too, right out okay. of the can. Oh my God. I can't, I got to put this picture up on the screen for people to see. Hold on. Captain Beanie. Hold on one second. Like Some people just have very interesting hobbies. Okay. Here's Captain Beanie here. This is a real person. Captain uh, Barry Kirk changed his name to Captain Beanie. He operated a baked bean museum in his flat. He is a huge baked bean fan on his 60th birthday. He had 60 baked beans tattooed on his head. Oh, my God. To raise money for a global charity. He says he prefers his baked beans on toast, but likes them on pizza, too. (sighs) He closed his museum earlier this year because his flat was being remodeled and donated his baked bean memorabilia to another museum. But he kept his custom-made coffin. Let me get to the coffin. Here it is. There's the coffin. Captain Beanie Coffin. And... uh, he kept that covered with baked beans images and it inscribed with R.I.B. Captain Beanie Bean There Done That. There you go. I mean, I admire people who are passionate, but I really do question why they're passionate about certain things. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, it's one thing to be passionate. It's another thing to have a bean-covered coffin and you're still alive yeah. and you have a bean-covered coffin in your house. That might be going a little bit beyond, like, you know, we might be getting into Robert Page territory, right? Just thinking about all the things I ever collected in my life. And I mm-hmm. collected pigs a lot. And I, I could see myself going down a slippery slope with pig things. Because mm-hmm. I have, you know, pig figurines. Mm-hmm. I was a pig for Halloween. One listener texted in at 573-319-1586 and said, Baked beans on pizza is a war crime. Change my mind. God bless you, sir gonna try it you know i'm gonna try it i'm not scared 
<laughs> I will try. You eat breakfast pizza. I do. So that's but breakfast weird. pizza. It's not weird. There's nothing weird about breakfast pizza. It's got little eggs on it, some sausage. It's delicious. The only thing that's different mm-hmm. is the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another listener, uh, Clementine Diug, says, "All these beans out here getting baked. I told you, legalizing pot was a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Theremin says, there's a place in Joplin called Fred and Red's, best chili on earth or anywhere else. You can actually hear your arteries hardening. That sounds good. Chili is still growing on me. Your mom had a, a good recipe that I try to make for you in the winter months. Um, you don't like hers. Yeah. I never but, liked saucy chili. Yeah. I don't like most chilies. I like dry chilies. Yeah. So what I do is I make my mom's chili and you, the way to make my mom's chili is you got to use Williams chili seasoning. Yeah. We got that. That's the secret, mm-hmm. right? The secret sauce but then also you only use like one can of tomato sauce like a half like Mm -hmm. a one half can of tomato sauce Mm -hmm. and that is it and it's just to keep it moist Mm -hmm. the and you drain the ground beef and make sure that it's as dry as possible nice and crumbly one half jar of tomato sauce and then red kidney beans right so red kidney beans half jar of tomato sauce pound of ground beef uh, and then Williams chili seasoning and oh, fresh onions. So and saute them, mm-hmm. saute onions first uh, separately because it takes a little longer for them to kind of get caramelized. Then red kidney beans in the uh, the drained beef with Williams chili seasoning and one half jar of tomato sauce. So it's just so it's so it's moist and that's it. Right. Kermode Bear says, maybe we need an Austin Liberty cookbook. There you go. Uh, Ron Paul has a cookbook. I made his cookies once. And they used Crisco. And I remember people were really complaining that I used Crisco to make my cookies. Oh, yes. Uh, Tolly1982 says, I'd try it, but I'd rather not have a rumbly in my tumby, tumbly in my tummy. A rumbly in my tumbly. (laughs) (laughs) Have a toilet. Have a toilet. Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, um, Yes. People do love cookbooks. That's true. We could sell a hard copy or a PDF in the store. Thank you. Great idea, Kermo Bear. So, yeah, some family recipes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just have like chili and then your grandmother's um, chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. with the really thick noodles. Mm-hmm. But other than that, oh, I could add some of my, you know, like my kugel recipe, mm-hmm. my Jewish recipe. It could be like a joined one. Yeah. Both of our I like families. It. I like it. Go. So we're running out of time, Stephanie, and uh-huh. we still have to get your push-ups in oh, for yeah. the show. Can I go to the, the bathroom audience? first yes. so, so here's, I can like exert my yeah. body as much so here's, as possible? Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Stephanie's yeah. going to go use the restroom. When we get back, we will be set up. We're going to do, Stephanie promised that she would do oh. fingertip push-ups yeah. to show you guys that she can actually do them. Three oh fingertip gosh. push-ups. When we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Oh, and somebody said they saw you on Fail Army, by the way. We'll talk about that when we be right back. All right. Well, welcome back to the show, uh, the Wake Up America show. That's going to get a little bit weird. We promised that if we raised enough money on the show today, Stephanie would show you guys that she can do fingertip push-ups. So uh, you probably won't be able to hear us very well. It's going to be a little awkward. But as promised, Stephanie will do her three fingertip push-ups. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Okay. Some padding because this floor is way harder than our training area. Okay. So. Oh, Take it away. Here we go. Oh, there's some cords here in my way. Not very comfortable. Two. Three. 
Yes! Dang, Steffi, you shoved her on. Dang! Was it a five? Yeah, five. Give it up for Steffi P. My adrenaline was going, so I think it added a little more energy. Yes, nice. Nice. Kudos. All right, go ahead and take your take your seat back there, Steffi. Nicely done. Can we give it up for Stephanie Peterson? Give us a like and a subscribe. I taught I taught Steffi to do that for sure. She was like struggling, couldn't do an actual like real push-up. And now here she is doing fingertip push-ups. You have to build yourself up to it because at first you put like a pad underneath my hands mm -hmm. because my hands kept collapsing. And uh and so then we slowly just removed the pads and I just kept practicing mm -hmm. desensitizing my hands to yes. the pain. I mean, it, it still is. I feel sore right now mm -hmm. after I just did that. It's been an, an amazing show, I have to say. Oh, my gosh. It's already all over. All of our listeners, yes, it is. Ooh. You all make me do push-ups and leave me? Is that how it goes? <laughs> it's time for me to take you to breakfast, lovely girl. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I just exerted a, a lot of energy and calories. So yep. we, we I gotta need say, some nutrition. We got to give a big thanks today to our friend, Quantum Kitty, for making you do those push-ups and donating to the show. Fail Army for a second. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, yes, I am on Fail Army because when we were golfing a few weeks ago at a golf tournament, um, Austin was, was just taking a video of me with the driver hitting the ball off the tee. And uh, I, I that was the very first time I was ever on a golf course. And the driver just went right into the ground. And then the, the top of it, the metal part just flew up in the air. And the ball did not. Mm. So, so that made it into fail army. There you go. So now I'm a celebrity, thanks to Austin. There you go. Mm, thanks so much for tuning into the show this morning. We're very glad to have you ha have you join us. We hope you'll come back again on Monday. We do stream the show Monday through Friday, seven to nine a.m. Central Time. Stephanie joins us on Fridays. Freedom Family Fridays are the absolute best. Don't you agree? think so yes. you're not gonna see too many people do push-ups like that you are not gonna see that kind of stuff on any my other hands, shows yes my hands need a massage it is painful out there uh, i'll take care of you this weekend we're excited for the weekend have the weekend off looking forward to getting a little bit of rest all right so the chroniclers levin 214 kv andy 90 guapo loco guapo loco oh yes guapo muy guapo Nelson 65, Bitchmobile, Joni Rankin, Quest Fanning, Ben Redpilled. First time here. What's up, Redpilled? First time. Pilled people. Yes, Bitchmobile. Katie 556, Tolly, Robbie Theremin, John Knox, Blutreich, Quantum Kitty, uh, Andy Opp, who's here with us, all of our friends, who's Floby Tenderson, The Chroniclers, and more. Thank you for being supporters of the Wake Up America show. Thank you for being a financial contributor to the show, especially for those of us who made Rumble Rants today. And of course, our awesome sponsors like Quantum Kitty, our friend at Snow Goose Lodge, that you'll see a commercial for here in just a moment, Lear Capital, uh, and the dozens and dozens of people who are monthly subscribers to the show. Don't forget, if you are a monthly sponsor of the show, you get a 20% discount at apforlibertyshop.com. So if you plan on doing some shopping at AP for Liberty Shop and you're a monthly subscriber, whether you're subscribing through Rumble or at wakeupamericashow.com slash support, hit me up if you don't have your 20% discount code and we'll make sure that you get that so you can do some shopping. Stephanie, anything you want to say? Anything else you want to say before we go? Know what I'm going to say. Be free. Yeah, be free. Wagner195. Tudo bem. Down in Brazil. We'll see you on Monday. 
on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Bye. Welcome to Snow Goose Lodge in Jamestown.